welcome to another Keel Hall podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. This week, we found out that there's an update on March 6th, Pioneer Opting In features, as well as Sea of Thieves possibly on the Switch? Question mark. All that and more on this week's episode of Keel Hauled Podcast. <laughs> First up on today's docket, let's talk about the developer update video we got last week that covers an update that's going to be coming March 6th. So last week, Joe talked to us, and it was a small update, so there's not a whole lot of news as we start getting closer and closer. We're getting into the month of March now, and we're going to be getting that March 20th announcement for the one-year anniversary. And with that, we did find out that we're getting a small patch at the beginning of March on the 6th. He did say that this was going to be something that was more of a quality of life and bug fixes kind of update and it should in- improve the swordplay a little bit. I know there have been some bugs as far as blocking goes where it doesn't actually block sword swings in and they're going to be adding a slight delay in to when swings uh, miss and don't actually hit anything. So make sure you are trying to hit something when you swing your sword. We did find out that the current mercenary liveries and equipment is leaving on the 6th so make sure you get in and try to buy that with the doubloons if you need to and with it they're going to be removing the current mercenary voyage as far as I understand it and introducing some other ones one of them including one that's actually a high risk high reward uh, reaper's mark voyage something that's going to involve you to have to fly the reaper's mark and as a result you're going to be able to get a lot more gold with that voyage than if it were just a normal regular one so far as we know there haven't been any cosmetics announced for this update it's purely going to be adding some additional mercenary voyages to the bilge rat and I'm kind of wondering, like, is this something that is going to offer any kind of rewards or is this just a reason for them to kind of give you some interesting experience uh, out on the seas? Because if that's the case, I feel like we're already there. I think we've already got some really good voyages to do with uh, lower levels and stuff. Maybe maybe you're a new pirate. Maybe this is something that you're kind of looking forward to. But I don't know that I'd want to spend doubloons on them. I feel like maybe Duke should just offer these as uh, something for gold, you know, gold for gold in that aspect instead of using uh, precious doubloons which could be used for cosmetics or levels uh, in in that way I I don't know I don't know is it weird I feel like this is something that's kind of odd you know we're getting voyages that give us gold but he already offers a gold doubloon conversion you know you can already buy gold with the doubloons so what's the purpose of the voyage other than just to give you a chance at different variety you know there's more RNG involved at this point but I'd like to know what you think what do you what do you think do do the mercenary voyages make sense do you want to be spending precious doubloons for voyages that have a potential of having a varied amount of gold depending on how the voyage is or do you like the fact that there is just a a straight buy certain amount of gold for certain amount of doubloons and that's how you want to convert it to get gold because in my mind I'm not getting any cosmetics out of this if they aren't offering any so I'm going to hold on to those doubloons till there are actually cosmetics that I can buy and granted I have a big surplus of them since I'm pirate legend and I don't need them for levels 
But with people needing them for levels, with people needing them for cosmetics, I don't know that this is that much better of an option than just going to a gold hoarder or an order of souls and or a skeleton fort and doing those. Uh, maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm not seeing the the goal of this. <laughs> One thing that we do know is coming with the uh, update after this one on March 6th is the mercenary cosmetics. These are the ones that went out for the Friends Play Free. They have confirmed again that they are going to be coming. So that is going to be the hat, the jacket, the pants, the belt, the shoes, the gloves. Those are coming. And I don't know specifically, but I think that you're going to be able to get the gun uh, cosmetics and sword cosmetics with these as well, too. Um, when we got the black dog set, we did get a set of weapons with them. And, uh, I, I'm wondering if this is included as well too. So we'll have to see on that. This makes me wonder for sure though, cause I, I've been thinking about what he said, what Joe said on the video. And he, he basically stated that what's coming is going to be a quality of life update. And then the next update is going to be the mercenary cosmetics. So that kind of says to me that the, there's going to be two more updates and I don't know about the cadence uh, I imagine that there's at least a month of iteration on this because they, they tend to kind of spend time working on the update finalizing it testing it and then putting it out so we did get an update in January that took out the golded uh, the gilded alliance or no the gilded voyages uh, we got another one in February at the beginning of February that gave us the mercenary voyages and now beginning of March we're getting another one that is given us different mercenary voyages so if we are getting the mercenary gear in in another update something that's after the march 6th one does that mean that that update is coming at the beginning of april and if that's the case does that mean that the announcement of march 20th for the the big announcement does that mean that that is is going to be pushed out even further that that's going to be in the beginning of may or is it going to be on the like the anniversary of the hungering deep i'm still kind of wondering about how that's going to work out i'm still kind of thinking like you know in my mind they they tend to announce uh the updates and then have about three weeks before the update actually comes out um it's it's hard to know how this is going to work out. You know, they, they've got two updates. They got to have a lot of testing, announcing it and having it come out in two months, uh, you know, from March to April, April to May would give pioneers an opportunity to jump in to play the arena for them to test it more. This is a big feature plus all the other content coming. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I want to know what it is. I, I really want to know what all's coming, but at the same time, it feels like it's going to be further out than anticipated. And I mean, I hopefully it's out before June. I mean, it kind of has to be out before June or else they would save that for like a, and it's out now kind of thing for E3, right? I mean, they're going to E3. I, I won't be able to make it, but I mean, they're going to E3. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Just trying to work out this timeline at this point. <laughs> So next item on today's docket, I did want to address the fact that the opt-in feature for the Pioneer program is going live with this March 6th update. I'm sure that this week we'll get more information on basically how to do it, but if you don't know, 
you're going to need to go to the Sea of Thieves uh, website, log in through your Microsoft account, and opt into their Pioneer program for sure. Now, they said that they were going to be rolling out this feature of like bringing people into current Pioneers. I don't know if that's Pioneers that are in the build or just people that have signed up to join the Pioneer program. I personally haven't gotten my letter to Hogwarts, so I'm still waiting on that. And I imagine I'll probably just have to do it when it actually goes live on the 6th. That being said, I did want to address this for people that didn't listen to the video. This is Pioneers and it is under NDA or non-disclosure agreement. Basically what Joe said in the video and most of us already know if you don't, Non-disclosure agreement means that anything you see or do in the Pioneer program cannot be done or talked about in game or out of the game. It's basically under wraps. So you, you can't say anything or talk about it. The most you can say is that, yes, you are in the Pioneer program. And I'm assuming that's just so that you can actually gr group up with other people to actually jump into a Pioneer match at each other and then go into the game. You can say whatever you want in the game. You can talk about it. You can you can have fun. You can enjoy it. But in outside of the Pioneer sessions, uh, you're not allowed to talk about it. You're not allowed to record it. You're not allowed to post it. You're not allowed to do any of that. That doesn't mean people aren't going to do it, but just from my standpoint, I wanted to let you guys know that I am aware that there's an NDA and that I will be abiding to it because I don't want to lose my access. And to be honest, most of that stuff uh, will get leaked out by other people. Uh, other people will take that risk and they put themselves on the line to, uh, to, not, to get banned basically because they can try and trace that stuff back if they really want to. But we know that stuff is coming and a lot of it has already been hinted at by the team. We're just waiting to actually see official confirmation from that. So I, there's a lot of stuff that's coming and I'm going to start trying to work up a, a list of all the stuff that we already know. Uh, I know CIA News has a, a nice blog site that they that they set up so that they can actually post an article that has most of it on there. So I'm going to be uh, referring to what they grabbed as far as like what I can what I can pull from past videos, weekly streams, things like that, just to try and kind of see what's what's going to be announced on the 20th uh, for next week. And uh, I, I don't know, maybe the week after. Who knows? We, we don't really know like what else is going to be coming at this point. We're just kind of waiting with bated breath to see like what's official and what it's not. The last thing that Joe talked about in the video was that anyone that reaches Pirate Legend prior to March 20th, which is their one-year anniversary from when the game launched, will be receiving a gift or rewards, rewards or gifts, depending on how you want to say it, anyone that hits Pirate Legend prior to March 20th. And this is kind of like a, a race to the to the finish line at this point. If you're, if you're close to that or if you're not close to that, now is a great time to try and push, take some time off, grind it out, get whatever this thing is. We, we don't really know what it is we don't know if it's going to be a flag or if it's going to be sales we don't know if it's going to be like a custom customization for your character i if i had to if i had to say what i wanted if i had to put it out there i would love for pirate legends who hit pirate legend prior to the one year anniversary to get pirate legend weapons i would love to see the same cosmetics and stuff that they that they've talked about that they know that they've done as a reward for hitting pirate legend i think that would be a great thing for pirate legends to have and commend them you know for for working hard to getting that title i mean i know 
you know, we, we had pirate legends, uh, nine days post launch and a year later, there's not much new for them outside of the cannons and the capstan and wheel, uh, as well as some items from the different reputation or the different trade companies that are pirate legend stuff. So once you hit pirate legend, you basically got your, your ability to go down and get, do Athena's, uh, and work on those cosmetics and you got your pirate legend gear and title. And then you could have the liveries for the Pirate Legend, but that was about it. Uh, we haven't really gotten a whole lot specifically just for Pirate Legends since then. Uh, now, granted, some of that stuff came in Shrouded Spoils, so that was kind of cool, and we're still working on those. Or if you haven't already gotten them, then you're then you're enjoying them. Uh, or if you have already gotten them, you're enjoying them. But with the one-year anniversary, something specific for the Pirate Legends, I would, I would just... It'd be really cool to see some of those pirate legend uh, uh, weapons, you know, like a blunderbuss and the eye of reach, a beautiful sword, you know, with purple and gold inlays. And, you know, it, it would just be really awesome to see something like that. And hey, while we're dreaming, why not talk about the possibilities of the of Sea of Thieves in the future? 2019 being an amazing year for Sea of Thieves is what they keep telling us. And there's a lot of people that are saying that there's a lot of other things in 2019 that are going to be amazing too. Uh, what do I mean? Well, I'm, I'm going to talk about it a little bit because uh, it, it kind of, it's been coming up a lot and everyone I listen to uh, keeps mentioning it, but no one ever, no one ever mentions that, uh, that I would be great for talking about this so well i'm talking about xbox live so as a result of a gdc conference uh there was some news that the xbox live hook-ins for games were going to be coming to different platforms ios android uh and the switch well what does that mean for sea of thieves so a lot of people have been saying that Sea of Thieves would be a great game on the Switch. In fact, I think a majority of people that actually own a Switch would most likely say that just about any game would go great on the Switch, and why don't they bring it? So how much of a possibility is this? Well, right now, I don't know that it's a huge possibility, but there has been a lot of smoke, and where there's smoke, there's usually fire. A lot of news outlets have talked about the fact that there have been some games that are going to be coming to the Switch through Xbox Game Pass. Now, most of you already know, and I don't really have to say it, but I'm going to anyway, first-party titles come to Game Pass day one. We got Crackdown 3 recently, we had uh, State of Decay 2, and Sea of Thieves was the first one to do that. So with games coming through Game Pass on the Switch, uh, I think Ori and the Blind Forest was one of them. There's a couple others, and most of them are smaller titles. But I would love to see the announcement at E3 that Microsoft and Nintendo are partnering to bring Xbox Game Pass games, either streaming or native, to the Switch. And the only... At, this is this is me just I'm throwing this out there. I think it would be crazy if this was true. And I think I'm crazy for even thinking it. But not too long ago, in fact at the beginning of February, Rare came out and said that they need to reduce the game's client size so that it was easy easier to move around to different studio systems, you know, when they're doing updates and stuff, they don't want to have to do a 40 gig update to a new system just to be able to test out a new build. 
And while I understand they want to move a lot more to the streaming side of things from their servers, that seems to fall in line a lot with what kind of Xbox would have to do with their games. They would have to stream a lot from their their, uh, server systems to the Switch. And I'm wondering, now this is crazy, but the Xbox version of the game, not the X uh, one, but just the standard game, the standard game is, it's 10 gigabytes. That's that's enough to be able to fit on a 16 gig card for the Switch. Wouldn't it be crazy if E3, they announced that the first party title Sea of Thieves was coming to the Switch physically and digitally, and you could you could actually play it day one through Game Pass? I know this sounds insane. I know this sounds crazy. I know a lot of you are saying this will never happen, but I'm just suggesting that there's a possibility that if you wanted to play Sea of Thieves on the go, you could. You could pull out a Switch and you could play it anywhere. It's already possible with, uh, with, with Windows laptops. You can already do this, but Microsoft has something to gain from this. They can gain more player base through Game Pass. They can make money through Game Pass by offering Game Pass games to this the Nintendo Switch. We've already seen that they're okay with doing this on iOS and Android. They, you can have uh, the Xbox Live app on there. You can join friends and com- have conversations and stuff. Why not bring the games as well? Wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it just be crazy if one of the biggest strides that they had and some of the meetings that they had were like, hey, we want to do this and we want to announce it on E3. We want to basically come out and say, hey, you know, we love that everyone loves playing together. We're huge into having big streamer or uh, big, big gamers come together and have fun and be able to play the games that they love. And one of those games is going to be Sea of Thieves. And it was like the the foundation has been laid now. Like now we're seeing that the game is a year in, in there and they're pushing all this major content. They're like, hey, we want everything huge to come as a result. And they want to push this to the Switch so they can increase the player base of the games and the subscribers for Game Pass. And to do that, they had to they had to reduce the file size of Sea of Thieves for the Xbox version. Because you don't need, I mean, it's a 720p display on that Switch. It doesn't have 4K. You don't need all those assets. You just need the base game to be able to play well. And we and if you look at the PC specs, that that game will play on just about anything so i'm i'm really curious to find out like can you wouldn't it be amazing if you could jump on to your switch at a coffee shop or during lunch and play a 30 minute arena match during lunch it's like they're coming out with a mode that's shorter gameplay sessions so it makes sense if you're on a switch and you have a mobile hotspot for a little bit and you just want to play or you're you know you're waiting for the bus or something you want to jump in real quick they're making the arena so that you can have that experience then you know it's it's 10 gigabytes so it'll fit on a game card you can download it to the uh, to the system easily enough it's a low enough spec system or a game that it'll play even on a 720p display that's running an arm processor like i mean is that am i crazy is that too big of a stretch i mean i didn't think that i didn't think blizzard would bring diablo to the switch 
just because it's such an older game and they're probably working on other stuff and didn't want to port it, but they ported it. I mean, there's there's crazy stuff going on right now with with that. So I don't know. Today's the today's the two year anniversary of the Switch. I've got it sitting in front of me and I'm just looking at it uh, with my Xbox Sea of Thieves controller right behind it. And I'm just thinking, you know, this could be a thing. This could totally, totally be a thing. And man, that would be insane if if it actually happened. I again, I don't think it's going to happen, but I would love it to. And I think that craziness is is the kind of craziness that I would love to see out of uh, out of Microsoft and Rare and Nintendo. Just do it. Just do it. All right. I took off my tinfoil hat. I put away weird thoughts of Nintendo Switches and Sea of Thieves. And in lieu of a captain's long today, I wanted to try out something different. So on uh, on Twitter this last week, I put out the call for questions. Uh, and this is something I, w- I want to see, like how well this does. If this is something that is is something that you guys want to know about, I know Rare listens to this podcast, and I I found out for sure because they they added uh, my story from the Sea of Thieves and Me uh, promotion that they had. Well, not promotion, but a thing that they were doing on on Twitter. Which if you haven't gone on Twitter to see the Sea of Thieves Me, there's a great article that they put together on their website uh, to to kind of showcase most of the developers that uh, did theirs as well as a lot of players content creators just everyone in general that did a sea of thieves and me in the last two weeks have been sort of added to that and it's it's really beautiful to see everyone's different perspective on what sea of thieves means to them but uh one of the things that i wanted to i don't know why i got got oh oh because they listened to the podcast i knew that though anyway so i wanted to see if anyone would be interested in starting up a questions and answer section of the podcast so in lieu of a captain's log i'm going to grab some first mates stories uh for after this but with the hashtag any last words i put out the call to people that were on twitter to see if they had any burning questions that they wanted me to ask and then answer or at least you know put that out there to see if rare is interested in hearing them so i've got eight i'm going to go through as many of them as i can uh hopefully they won't go too long if not i'll hold on to them for the next episode and we'll just kind of play it by ear so starting off on the first one uh this one comes from trickster he asks do you think they will ever add fighting with your fists into the game and i don't know that i'd actually see this i mean i would love bare bare knuckle boxing in in there i mean i I just started playing uh red dead redemption 2 and the fighting in that is really cool it's it's visceral and you know if it feels like you're actually hitting another guy in there i mean i don't know i've never actually hit a guy so i can't really say i know how it feels but it feels like you're in a really dirty brawl and that's kind of something that i would think would be cool but the game is first person and when you look at it from that perspective it's a lot harder to see like how well that would work out it's already kind of hard with swords to kind of make sure that you're in front of the person and people tend to hop over each other and it makes it harder for a controller and pc to kind of play in that aspect we've had a lot of discussions over balance about that in the past so as far as like add, adding fighting with your fists i don't know that i'm going to see that uh in coming in anytime in the near future one of the second questions well one of the questions that we got is uh, number two on this comes to us from little sea dog and they ask, what if we could use in-game currency 
to purchase a fully stocked boat's worth of supplies from the shipwright at outposts. Maybe say a thousand gold or so gold gets you 200 cannonballs, 100 planks, 100 bananas. Just an idea. And uh, I, I definitely think this would be a great thing to add. I would, I would much rather spend gold to purchase crates that are already filled up than to to have to try and get those. I would love to be able to quickly stock up a ship uh, from the shipwright if I have the gold, buy resources from them, and be able to sail out and have a shorter amount of time. Now, again, if I get hit by a meg or I get hit by a kraken or a really good pirate crew, then yeah, I'm going to lose that and I'm going to be out the gold, but that's the risk I take. And I think giving us those kind of tools would shorten the the amount of time it takes or the the hesitance that you have going into engagements. If you if you bought a bunch of cannonballs going into fights, you'd probably be a lot more com- uh, comfortable with with actually being able to take on multiple crews. Uh, I would love to go out to sail and do the the uh, skeleton crew event um, and and you know swing by a an outpost on the way, buy a few crates of cannonballs, leave them on the top deck, and then be able to actually go out there and use those as opposed to pulling from my stores or just having to go restock somewhere at like a, a an inactive fort, you know? I think that's something that would be great. I would love to see that. Even if it's just like 50 bananas, 50 plants, for the cost that they would normally get from you know the the cost that you normally have get or that you would receive from having them on a voyage that you would sell to a vendor the next one that came to us from uh, Kwood Jordan will we get new bronze type tops for female characters uh, enjoy the look of the tattoos and scars and don't want to cover them up but this wrap from day one is getting some funk on it and I know that this is something that they have actually answered in the in the, the weekly stream. It was something that was brought up a while ago. I think I think this was something that was brought up during Kata Wrath's stream because I know that she generally doesn't wear clothes on her pirate. But that was that was something that they are aware that they that there is a desire for and they have neglected. Uh, I'm hoping that we'll get some more news about that sooner rather than later because I know sometimes these cosmetics can take some time to build and uh, they have to work on all pirate sizes. So being able to test that and make sure there isn't any kind of weird clipping can definitely uh, take some time and some QA. So we'll see. I haven't seen anything in anything that's been data mined that would suggest that those are coming but I know that that is a highly desired and sought after feature for a lot of the pirates that play female characters Uh, next one comes to us from Northern Monkey how is Arena going to change the outside perspective of Sea of Thieves as a game how do you see see this shifting your play time Uh, I actually am really excited for this because I think it will it will be a big draw for a lot of players a lot of players that really uh, really desire that PvP aspect of the game have felt like this is something that will kind of uh, be the epitome of going out and sinking other ships and to have smaller crew t- or smaller t- um, sailing sessions is going to be good. The thing that I think a lot of people are overlooking is going into it 
with uh, three other friends and having those three friends ready to go when you want. Um, I know when I'm sailing, I typically have, uh, you know, maybe one or two friends that are ready to pop on. Rarely do I ever have enough people to start a galleon right off the bat, unless it's like a preset plan and stuff. So I think this would be good to to see how it, how it brings people to the game. And I think it's going to be a positive influence on the, the overall perspective of the game. I think it's going to do a great job at bringing a lot of people back who were initially bored with the the kind of sailing around experience in adventure mode uh next question coming to us hey captain logan i was thinking about cooking in the game could that be a way to change your pirate's body size like if you want a bigger pirate eat a big meaty meal smaller eats uh a fruit bowl uh, just want to know your thoughts on it. Any last words? Uh, K-Cross 202. I I would love for this to be a thing in the game. I don't know how easy that would ever be. I think that would be actually kind of a, a big technical feat for them to add weight and how to view it, how to judge if you're increasing or decreasing when you're decreasing or increasing weight. And uh, it's, it's, it's interesting because, I mean, I think there are some pirates who went large uh, for fun and then kind of wanted to have a smaller one just to be less noticeable. Meanwhile, I think some pirates went a little too skinny and could possibly want to gain some pounds to be a little more heftier of a pirate. I think if possible, I would just like them to give us the option to change our, our body size uh, for, for a nominal gold fee. You know, I'd love to be able to just change how I look uh, or even just have like a second pirate that I could have look any way that I want and not have to sacrifice my current pirate for that. And I would hate to think that, you know, if I if I'm in a big battle and I'm eating and healing a lot, that that might contribute to, you know, with adding weight that I that I don't necessarily want to actually uh, want to actually have. And I can't remember who it was in the discord, but they actually had a really good idea about how they they think that cooking certain types of food would restore more health. And uh, that, that actually stands to, to be a big boon in my mind, actually. That was one of the few few arguments I've seen for cooking to, to be able to cook something like a certain type of meat that would actually restore more health. And yeah, if that was something in the game, I would totally I would totally pick up cooking and start cooking for that. If I could eat something more than just a banana and restore a lot more health than just the, the normal, you know, if I could take care of one one eye of reach shot with uh, one one you know bacon sandwich i would totally cook bacon sandwiches all day if i could do that uh you know maybe a chicken leg will take care of a pistol shot who knows it's we, we'll, we'll have to work out that math but you know i i feel like that's a that's definitely a possibility as far as uh as far as pirate body size i just want them to give us the option to do it I just want that to be something in the game that we don't necessarily have to worry about what what we eat or what we don't eat. Just let us change our body types. All right. I'm going to go quickly over the last few uh, just because one of them or two of them are actually from the same person, Ray Lex. Uh, with all the stuff going on at the moment, when will we, we be able to find time to actually fish in the game? Uh, that's that's a uh, an important question, I think, for people that don't have a lot of time to play. I used to have a lot of time to play and... Uh, uh, now I don't, so I I don't know when I would actually get to actually do some fishing. I imagine it would be something that if you could do on a ship, 
while you were sailing i i would like that you know if you kind of had like a net or a drag line that you could actually catch like swordfish or you know marlins tunas things like that from from the ocean and actually use those for cooking and not necessarily have to uh have to be stationary in one place to to do that i think that would be a lot better than just having you know just just having to sit down somewhere and actually fish because uh, I would, I prefer that if that was the case, because then I would feel like a little more interactive on my sail as opposed to just kind of shifting from, you know, checking the map to, well, not checking the map. I don't check the map anymore, but, uh, you know, steering, jumping around, being bored, things like that. And the other question he had was, uh, when, when are we getting the official soundtrack? Exactly. Yes. That is a perfect question. Rare if you're listening. When are we getting an official soundtrack. I've got the I've got the Spotify Spotify um, Spotify. God, can I say that word? I've got the playlists. I've got those. They're great. They're they're not always the they're not the music from the game though. I want the music from the game. I've I've got a lot of those already ripped from YouTube from the uh, the tavern tunes part of the the YouTube and if you if you want to listen to those definitely go over to the YouTube channel actually listen uh, you can go into the taverns tunes they've got them all there and you could rip them if you really want to do that there's ways to do that and you can just listen to them till your heart's content and uh, God yeah I would love to just have like an official soundtrack though I think that'd be amazing also as a little bit of a news I, I I'm just gonna toss this in there uh, Mr. Beanland decided to tease out an interesting hurdy-gurdy line of uh, music, a few measures of music on Twitter the other day. It was very ominous and very intense. In fact, it felt like it was from a horror movie. And I, I posed the question as to whether or not this could be for a future encounter. Something that I'm thinking would either be for like a cinematic to kind of showcase like an upcoming boss, because as it is, the closest boss I think we have is uh, the Gold Hoarder. I, th- I think the gold hoarder is probably going to be the next major baddie that we that we fight. Uh, I'm sure at some point we'll probably get around to Captain Flameheart. You know he's still out there. We don't know where, but I think as far as in game and story is concerned, I think the gold hoarder is going to be the next big one that we have to deal with. So I'm interested to find out when that music actually comes out into the game, what it what it's tied to. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can get a, a link in the show notes that you can pause the podcast, switch over, listen to it, understand what I'm talking about, and then come back and finish up the episode. And the uh, the last question that I'll, I'll take on was uh, from Bal Gorham or Captain Proball. This was, if, uh, if we are to get pets on ships, will there be quests to learn special collars, food bowls, or... And winter coats. Now, I th- I think what you're getting into is them adding content for microtransactions, and that's something that, to be perfectly honest, with as long as it's taken for microtransactions to come, I don't think they're going to be doing anything like this. I I haven't. I think they're just trying to make sure that the that the the actual pets themselves interact with the world and don't do weird glitchy stuff as far as like collars food bowls winter coats things like that i can't say that i i see them really kind of adding on to this um this kind of go 
goes hand in hand with my question about what is going to be uh, what what's going to be in the game for micro microtransactions after the pets. You know what comes after pets for microtransactions, and we know that they're interested. You know they're they're at least aware of the concept of of doing charities now. And uh, I I don't know if I mean I'm fine with more cosmetics, but for right now it feels like they're more interested in investing time in having shorter gameplay sessions with the arena, revamping the quest system and adding additional mechanics and story to adventure mode. And I don't see them putting in cosmetics for microtransaction pets. It seems like that would be kind of a, a an underhanded thing to do to the people that don't want to spend the money on pets. You know, if you don't buy a pet, then there's cosmetics and quests that hold no value to you. And at the moment, everything in Sea of Thieves tends to be set up so that it's accessible for pretty much everyone. Uh, we've moved away from the, the requiring multiple crews for Build Red Adventures. They've set it up so that it's a lot easier for solo players to do now. And with that, I think they're trying to keep keep in mind like every pirate. Not every pirate wants to buy pets, and I think they want to make sure that they aren't gating content for microtransactions instead of developing content that anyone has access to. If that makes sense, like why why develop stuff that is going to be gated behind having to spend money on pets? when they can just make something that is for everyone that's not necessarily tied to pets. So hopefully that answers your question. I'm, I'm sorry if it's not the answer that you're looking for. Just just kind of my process uh, of from what I understand of what, what they're doing right now, where I think they want to go with the game and you know what's going to be coming down the line. All right, next up on today's docket, I did want to do a first mate's log, but not in a traditional way. I wanted to see how this works. So what I did is I basically went in, grabbed some video footage, ripped the audio, threw it in, and did some commentary on it. Now there are a couple cuss words that I had to bleep out in here. They're not that bad, but they the bleeps should have taken care of them. So listen, I hope you enjoy. This is Space Admiral Ors and Super Pack as they go onto the sea in a sloop to take out as many galleons as they possibly can with the Reaper's markup. You're gonna try and ram us. Okay, I'm just gonna sail up. So right now, okay. they're heading towards Ancient Spire Outpost. A galleon versus a sloop. The galleon's about to T-bone this poor little sloop. And they hit him with a peace ball. Oh. Right in front of us! I couldn't Didn't stop. See that. Go, let's go. I'm going to hunter or, or Nate or... I'm lagging. I love that one of them says he's lagging. The gold sword. I'm dead. One of them jumps on and they dispatch sword. of him pretty quickly. It doesn't matter if they have a gold sword. It does nothing. This is fantastic. Also, they're still riding us. I haven't got a really good angle on this. It's kind of funny because the, the cannons are still up, even though the, the effect of the curse ball. <laughs> it's amazing. They dropped their anchor, and now the sloop is starting to circle around. They need to sink their ship. Someone go down to the bottom. Go down to the bottom and start repairing. They continue to have someone jump off the ship into the water. 
now they're starting to actually work on repairing their ship and get some of the uh, the holes like upstairs. filled up. Get some rid of, get rid of some of the water and get some more shots in on this galleon as they circle around. They're coming on the port side and start just blasting the Jesus out of the ship. It's hilarious because they're trying to use Eye of Reaches against Ores and Super Pack. Which one was that? Helm ball. One of them actually fires out and oh, almost gets shot. onto the actual sloop, grabs the ladder, and swiftly gets knocked off with the sword. They're in the water. Oh no! I'm right here! One of them is still trying to swim oh right God. to the sloop oh ladder. Gosh, they're just hitting me constantly. I'm dead. Killed him. Because <laughs> <laughs> one guy's steering, one guy's on the cannon. This is why I hate having the, uh, both big ships. We're probably taking a bit of water. Yeah, you can deal with that. At this point, the sloop is almost sunk. I'm just glad that the actual audio lets you know that. So Super Pack is downstairs actually taking care of some of the holes, getting rid of some of the water. Oh, being attacked. Ors has been boarded and has died. I killed both of them. He says he killed both I'm of them. I'm stealing the cat goose chest. Lower the anchor, lower the anchor. Let's grab the stuff. Now they just the rammed into chest. each other. Hey, One keep, of them is fighting some back soon. Oh, the anchor! So I can get on them. over there. <laughs> and they're so concerned about making sure oh, that the I ship is stationary. Down. Okay. Let's go One of them boards. They're here. There's a bit of a duel on the top deck of the sloop. Pull the anchor, pull the anchor. I'm not on it! I thought you said you're on it! You said you're on it! They jumped on. I killed him. He's so enthused. Hey, now. Back. Okay. Let's try and take care of the ship. Right I'm back. <clears throat> okay, I'm repairing. They were having a communication problem. Let's just say. Well, the sloop is now continuing to, to put shots into the galleon, while some of them are trying to return fire. There's a bit of a distance between them, but this, the galleon's pretty low in the water at this point. And this is kind of where Super Pack and Ors have a weird, a weird situation. Oh, they God. they come across and start God, getting hit. Ors was at, unfortunately on the other side of those? the actual sloop no, no instead of on the, yeah, the starboard side where he needed to. He actually needed to be on the starboard side instead of the port side to get the cannon fire, and he had a, can a cursed cannonball ready. So they're coming about. I'm saying they've hit one of us when they haven't. They actually did hit. I'm watching the video. But it was a cannonball. Ors just hit another cursed cannonball with a peace ball into the galleon. And is now starting to unload regular cannonballs into the broadside of the galleon as they circle around. Now a lot of the shots are going mid-deck. And I'm starting to wonder if maybe this is where some of the uh, changes to the ship, if that does happen, will make a difference. That was a, a bit of a bleep. Had to bleep out a couple of curses. Not many, but there are definitely a couple. I'm off the ship. I'm off the ship. Okay. 
put our... I'm swimming to their ship. There's still a couple holes in the sloop right now, and Super Pack is working on getting a couple more shots in after he bailed a couple times. Orz is on the ship actually killing them. One of them's dead. Okay. And Super Pack is actually plugging some of the holes. Killed another one, but I'm dead. Shit. Water's up to the second deck. Now they're both, they're both pretty close in, in distance. Right, well, we died. And the galleon finally goes down. This is stupid. They had three people. We had, they said we had three people. <laughs> I was on their ship. This guy's no so way. good. <laughs> Sloops are. Yeah, but you can't do anything about it. There's literally no way you can do anything sloop, about it. You can't it. have more than two. That's why the sloop is so good. Same. <laughs> the sloop is so good, you literally can't do anything. I'm back. They could have they done a lot. Something, yeah. So that was just the, the one tiny adventure that they had. And they did put up uh, another part of this as well, too, with another engagement. It was a lot of fun to watch. And I figured since they put up the video, I, I would try this out and see if this would work out. So I, I wanted to kind of do a bit of a commentary for the video for you guys. So hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully it was interesting. Uh, I know I didn't go through and really kind of talk about everything, but the interaction between the two crews and the dialogue that was coming in over voice chat was just too hilarious for me to not share with you. I couldn't, I don't feel like I could have done it justice. All right, pirates. That's going to do it for this episode of Keel Hauled. I hope you liked it. I hope you enjoyed it. I know it was a little bit of a different format, so let me know. Uh, give me some feedback on it if you liked it, if you didn't like it, and uh, we'll see how things go into the next year. I am planning on bringing on a couple guests this year. Uh, there's been some reach out from some of the content creators. They want to get together and do some chats, and we're probably going to do it sometime around when we start getting more information about the content uh, that is coming in the mega update so that way we can have some good philosophical discussion about that so more news coming soon tm and uh with that i'm gonna sign off if you'd like to get a hold of me there's lots of ways to do it definitely feel free to email me at c-a-p-t-l-o-g-u-n at gmail.com you can always reach me on twitter at c-a-p-t underscore l-o-g-u-n my gamer tag is always c-a-p-t-a-i-n-l-o-g-u-n if you want to message me there and if you feel so inclined you can always rate us on the itunes uh podcast uh app store place the pod the apple podcast place if you want feel free to send me a review five stars uh, three stars whatever you want uh, five stars is best one star is worst if you leave a one star review i would love to know why because uh, i would i would genuinely like just just to improve the content and make sure that you're happy with it the only the only time i ever got uh something other than five stars was just that it was a pve podcast and that's something that i took to heart i wanted to uh to make sure that if i was going to put in stories that they did have some good 
good PvP content in them. So if you have a good story and there is some PvP in it, feel free to let me know because I do enjoy those fights, those battles. I know I've been a lot more bloodthirsty as of late and with the upcoming mercenary voyages, I think that's going to be uh, something that we're all going to have to have to experience. We're going to have more Reaper's Marks out in the world doing voyages and that'll be kind of a, a reason for you to want to go out and fight them and a reason for you to, uh, to get better at PvP. So I love you guys. I hope you have a good week and a good weekend and an enjoyable Pioneer session if you decide to opt in. Until then, I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves.